Welcome to another video, another podcast, uh, another podcast episode. In this episode, in this video, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to answer some of the questions that I was asked um, a month ago in, um, in a survey. I sent out a questionnaire to my newsletter asking, what problems have you got with um, writing? writing in English, if English is not your first language. And uh, there are some interesting questions and comments here. I'm going to run through these questions and I'm going to answer some of these and also I'm going to give you, you know, some tips based on my experience as a, as a writer. So, um, we've got the first one by Leon. Leon says um, she writes work emails and uh, she's got a problem. Leon says I don't have enough vocabulary to, to express myself and also she says I'm unsure about whether my sentences are right or not, especially if they are grammatically correct or not. So the problem here, the problem that Leon has basically are related to vocabulary and grammar. Vocabulary and grammar are important, whether you like it or not. Vocabulary and grammar are what, what you need to express your ideas in writing, whether you're, you're writing a work email, a book, a story, or an article, a blog post. Language is made of grammar. So, when you write, I mean, I've, I've been there, I've been there too. When you are writing and you're like, is this correct? I don't know. I don't, how can I know? Okay, first of all, you need to improve your vocabulary and grammar. And there are a million ways to do that. Okay. The best way in my opinion, not the best. What worked for me um, was to expose myself to a lot of language and noticing the language. So, uh, reading books helped me a lot. Um, listening helped me a lot. But in terms of, of writing, vocabulary and grammar, you can improve your vocabulary and grammar by practicing writing, okay, you need to uh, develop a writing habit because it's a skill, it's like speaking, so if you don't write, how can you improve your writing if you don't write? That's, that's, the, uh, that's the question. Um, so, Leon, to you I would say improve your vocabulary, improve your, work on your vocabulary, work on your grammar, but start now. I mean, don't let... Start writing now if you want to improve your writing. Because you cannot expect to be, you know, at this level of writing proficiency and get to this level without doing some work. It's always the same story. So, um... 
there is also there is also ChatGPT. ChatGPT is a fantastic tool to improve your writing because you can put in a sentence, you can type in a sentence. I do this all the time. I do this all the time when I when I um when I have problems, you know, when I when I'm not sure if what I what I've just written is the best way to express this idea. Okay, so I just type, I wrote this. Do you think this is clear? Or can you please correct this sentence if there are any mistakes? Or I have, I, I'm not sure if I could use this sentence or that sentence. What's the difference? So, ChatGPT is, is free, is a useful tool for writers, and I think you should use it. You shouldn't use it to, of course, you shouldn't use it to write, to... ChatGPT shouldn't replace you as a writer, okay? So, it's a tool, but you shouldn't use it to let, let it do the work. If you want to write, I mean, it's so fun to write stuff. Why would you have a machine that does it for you? Why would you let an AI chatbot to do it for you? You can use it to help you improve your sentences. And then you can decide, okay, then ChatGPT says this. Um, a, a better way to express this idea would be this. And then you compare, you can compare your idea, your sentence with uh, the one generated by the AI. So, um, improve your vocabulary, improve your grammar, and use ChatGPT for that. I don't see any problems with using that tool. Then we've got, let's see, um, we've got another, another survey here. Okay, um, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. You say that you write creative nonfiction and social media posts in English. And you say, while writing in English, I spend much time, so too much time, checking out spelling, collocation, sometimes grammar structures. Besides, in longer text, I need to search for synonyms in order not to be repetitive. All right. So, if you spend too much time checking your spelling, your collocations, and your grammar structures, what this tells me is that you care. This tells me that you care about your writing. You don't just want to write, you know, anything um, that comes to mind without being accurate. Okay, so I think, I think it's a, it's a good thing what I'm reading here. Um, because I spend time checking out, you know, checking collocations and grammar, grammar structures, not so much, to be honest. Uh, my problem, not my problem, but what I spend time um, finding out about is vocabulary. Because sometimes I'm not sure whether a word goes with another word, and I use the collocation dictionary for this. It's, um, I will send you, I will put a link in the show notes or in the uh, description of this video. It's a dictionary, the Oxford Collocation Dictionary. 
I've been using it since, I don't know, the, since 2011 probably. And um, it's, a, it's a fantastic tool, the free collocation dictionary. So I wouldn't, if you, if you think you spend too much time, that, that's a positive thing because you're improving there. You're improving your writing, you're, you're developing your vocabulary, you're developing your, your grammar too, if you check the grammar. And um, I think you should continue doing those things. But on the other hand, if you want to publish something, maybe you want to publish a blog post or um, a story on your personal website, or uh, you want to uh, write something on Medium, and after two weeks you are still checking the grammar and the vocabulary, let that go, let that go, publish, publish, hit publish, you know, because if you never publish, you will never get feedback, and you'll be up here in your mind all the time thinking about, okay, is that correct, is that not correct, uh, what will people, what will the readers say, what would they think about me, it doesn't matter, just publish it, okay, so, Tanya, in your case, because I spend time, every writer, every writer spends time checking the language, they spend time, um, reading, rereading what they wrote, um, editing, adding, removing, uh, drafting, redrafting. So this is not just something that happens to the non-native speaker, the non-native writer of English. It happens to anybody, to every writer. Like, do you think that Stephen King wrote his, writes his book in, like in, in, in one night he writes everything and then he publishes? No course not. So it's a process. Writing is a process. I'm learning this also because I'm writing a, a master's dissertation on the topic of writing. So it is a process. It's not boom, 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 and then finished. Of course, you have to spend time checking your spelling, your collocations, and your grammar. Um, but don't let perfectionism get in the way. Yeah. All right. So then we've got another another um, student, learner, writer who says she writes daily. Okay. She writes. This is Anna. Hi, Anna. Thank you for answering this. We've got. Um, she writes social media posts, work emails, academic papers. Wow. And personal stories. And she says, uh, what challenges, I asked, what challenges do you face when writing in English? She says, a lot, especially when it's an essay. And then um, she says she would like to know how to write an essay and a review. And a, re a review of what? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't have enough information. But, okay, a lot of challenges. Anna, I don't know what your challenges are because uh, you didn't tell me. But um, I see that you want to write an essay. You want to mm, learn how to write an essay. 
an essay on what? I don't have enough info here, to be honest, to help you. Um, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help you here, Anna. Uh, but let me know if you're listening to this. Please let me know, and uh, I'll be, um, I'll be happy to help you. Then we've got. Let's see. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, we've got Bruna. She writes maybe once or twice a month, so she doesn't write a lot. She writes work emails and personal stories. And she says that her challenges, okay, what challenges do you face? Find the correct prepositions is always hard. Hmm. All right, I understand. I I totally get what you're saying because prepositions it's tricky. It's a tricky grammar vocabulary area of writing, um, especially for non-native speakers, writers of English. Um, but again, you've got ChatGPT there. If you don't have it, subscribe and use it to improve your writing. Because what you could do is, okay, you write one sentence, then you write with, with one preposition that you think it's right. And then you say, is the preposition here correct or not? I'm not sure. Help me. ChatGPT will tell you. Boom, boom, boom. You will get. I like this. Boom, boom, boom. You will get the, um, a sentence. You, you will get an explanation. It's a teacher in your pocket, in, right there on your computer. I... I think you should, I think you must use ChatGPT to improve your writing. Again, not to, you know, not to let, I don't want to, like I received an email that it was clear it was, it was written by ChatGPT. It was absolutely clear. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, I think ChatGPT shouldn't replace writers. And you shouldn't let that happen, but it's a useful, incredibly useful tool. Okay, so the right prepositions, the right grammar structure, the right, uh, you're not sure about the right phrasal verb, you're not sure about the right um, order of the words, ask ChatGPT. It's amazing. Then, same with expressions, okay. Then she says, differences between American and British English can become confusing since, um, okay, so for example, she gives an example, color and, and, and color. So C-O-L-O-R, that's one spelling. I'm not sure if it's the American or the British one. And then C-O-L-O-U-R, okay, color, color. The pronunciation is the same. Um, well, I can tell you that when I took English language exams, and I took three, the IELTS, the CPE, the proficiency, and the first certificate, I remember that in those exams they said that you should be consistent. Like, it doesn't matter if you use the British or the American one, but you need to be consistent. So if you start with the American one, you start a blog post, a book, an academic paper, 
anything that you write, you start with the American spelling, use, you keep using that. And there is another tool called Grammarly, popular, it's a popular tool, that um, tells you if it's the American or the British, um, the British spelling. Okay, you can get auto-corrections, automatic corrections. I wouldn't worry too much about this, to be honest. The, the, um, the spelling that I used in my book, Any Language You Want, um, it was all American, because the editor who helped me, Tricia, um, she is American, so she said, you know, which one do you want to use? I would rather help you with the American one because it's more familiar to me. Um, so you can use, let's use that one if you don't mind. I said, yeah, I don't, to be honest, I don't care about if it's American or British. I get confused all the time, but because I've got Grammarly, it's an application. I can send you the link again. I can put the link in the chat, not in the chat, in the show notes. Um, I will... Grammarly will tell you, will tell you if it's American or British. You can set Grammarly and say, I want to use British spelling. And, and any time you use the American spelling, you will get, uh, the, the word will be underlined in red and it will say, change the spelling because this is British and you want the American one. So, easily solved, easily solved. Then, um, okay, what else have we got? Mm -mm. Okay, she says, uh, no, that's it. That's it. Let's move on to the next one. We've got another writer who says, okay, loosely, lo loosely, I'm sure I forgot the pronunciation of your name, um, she says, I always have doubts about the order of the words. Sometimes I use the tenses incorrectly, and many times I don't find the correct word to express my whole idea. Same problem. Grammar and vocabulary. It's the same, the same problem. Okay. Um, ChatGPT can help you, of course. But, if you want... To improve your writing, you cannot rely entirely on ChatGPT. ChatGPT can be an assistant, but he does it doesn't know what what you want to say. I mean, he it can't read your mind. So ultimately, it's the, the responsibility of improving your vocabulary in your language is on you, right? So I'm asking you, um, writer, who has problems with vocabulary and grammar, what are you going to do to improve your vocabulary and grammar? This is, this is the question that you should ask yourself if you want to write better. What are you going to do? Are you going to read more? Are you going to have a vocabulary notebook where you record all the new sentences and phrases that you come across that you like? Um, are you going to write a blog post every day about 
the, the new words that you've learned and you're going to publish that post with, um, with, um, with an example sentence, you know, you have to do the work, okay? If you care, if you care, I mean, maybe you don't care, but if you do care, there are things that you can do. Um, of course, improving your vocabulary and grammar doesn't happen overnight. Reading, again, reading is something that can really help you because reading reinforces the vocabulary, reinforces the grammar, reinforces things that you some that you half know. Maybe you are not sure about how to use the structure, um, for example, although people like this, they don't like that, so you don't know how to use that contrastive structure, then you see it, you read, in, you read a book or you read an article and you see it in context, subconsciously, probably, but even consciously, if you notice things, that can help you. So reading, again, is a fantastic way, in my opinion. It helps me a lot. Um, I would like to write efficiently, she says. I'm not sure what you mean by efficiently, so in a way that's clear, in a way that doesn't waste time. I'm um, not sure what you mean by efficiently. Mm, but, so, not really sure, to be honest. Let's move on to the next one. We've got Gazala. Gazala. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing, pronouncing this correctly. She writes blog posts a couple of times a week. She's on Medium. I think you're on Medium. Uh, I think I saw your profile on Medium. Um, and she says, how to make... Okay, how can I make more engaging and interesting posts? How can I catch the audience attention? Hmm... I could talk about this forever. Um, you need to tell an interesting story. And to tell an interesting story, first you need to have one that you think might be interesting. It should be something that you write not for yourself, but for your audience. So, if I write something about what I had for lunch today I don't think you will be interested but if I tell you a story about how I made my lunch today but I tell it in a way that makes you that makes you interested in what I in what I say the point is how can I make it interesting so, if you are an aspiring cook, maybe you want to improve your cooking skills, and I start my story by saying, um, I've never been able to cook anything in my life. That's the, that first sentence, that first sentence of the blog post, is something that 
maybe maybe not you you'll never know you you cannot know you you don't have the power to know what other people are thinking about when they're reading your stuff so i would say that that sentence immediately creates a connection with the uh, with the reader because maybe the reader is some someone whose cooking skills are terrible but he wants to or she wants to improve her cooking or his cooking skills so starting with i've never been able to cook anything maybe the title of the blog post is the day i cooked the best lunch of my life i don't know something like this and then you start i've never been able to cook anything in my life already there's a contrast a contrast so you're saying that you've never been able you you've cooked something amazing but now you start the story with this i want to know more i want to know more about what happened to you okay first because i have i have some interest in in the topic because i want to be a, a cook so how can you attract your audience attention well you need to be um you need to write for them for them i believe you cannot write for you can also write for yourself but again if i say oh today i start my blog post by saying today i ate um pasta with uh, broccoli and it was amazing it's uh, it was a fantastic dish that i made tomorrow i'm going to make it again because i love broccoli so why why am i reading your article okay you need to write for the reader if you want to uh make it more engaging and interesting because this is what you're you're asking for okay and what i do but i will make more videos about this and more podcasts because what when i write i always think how can i make the reader want to read the next sentence okay so there is some suspense that you suspense suspense don't know the pronunciation um um you need to mm, i lost what what was i saying oh to make the reader want to read the next sentence so okay there is suspense surprise questions you know if you write a question then in the mind of the reader you're like okay so i want to know the answer to this question let me read the the next paragraph the next sentence so it's a dance it's a dance between you and the reader okay and it's a skill that you can develop the more you write the more you see what your audience want from your writing what 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 your audience um like and what they find interesting what what comments they they uh they leave on your blogs the more you gather da- data and the more i think you can um you can improve you can improve and then you ask me uh how can i improve my writing hmm okay this is a uh, cannot answer this question because i want to improve my writing doesn't mean anything i want to improve my listening my speaking doesn't mean anything like how can i improve my writing well read 
that's something, but maybe you're already, you're already doing this. So how can you prove your writing? You can, um, I don't know. I don't know because it's, it's too broad. It's too broad. I can give you the general guidelines, you know, read, uh, study grammar, um, find other um, write, writers who want to collaborate with you, you give each other feedback, all these things. But I can tell you how I improved my writing. And I wrote a full blog post on this, a full blog post on uh, how I became a writer, how I improved my writing, how I published um, the book that I that I published, and how I, you know, I'm still improving my writing. Stephen King is still improving his writing. So, um, the link of this blog post will be in the description of this video or in uh, um, in the show notes of the podcast. Okay, uh, it's called, oh yeah, it's called um, a self-interview on how I became a non-English native writer. So basically I interviewed myself um, about this topic and I tell you everything there. Then we've got Yo, Y-O, I think it's pronounced Yo. Uh, this person said, how often do you write in English? Maybe once or twice a month. Okay. Work emails, academic papers, personal stories. Okay. Okay. This is an experienced writer because he or she, I'm not sure if it's a woman or a man, it's been over 10 years since I started writing in English. I'm still confused about the proper user usage of articles, though. Hmm. All right, let me tell you that articles is the most intricate grammar point in English because there are so many rules, so many rules. <laughs> um, notice, if you know that you have a problem with a particular grammar structure, a particular um, spelling form or anything else. Notice how those structures, those words are used in context by more experienced writers than you. I have a problem with punctuation, okay? I'm often confused about if I need a comma, if I, um, if I need the, uh, you know, the, the, it's called the ham dash. The ham dash is, is like a little line between words. Um, the semicolon. So punctuation is something that makes me scratch my head quite often. How do I improve my, my punctuation? I notice it. I deliberately notice punctuation in context. So when I'm reading my books, when I'm reading whatever I'm reading, I have that radar on. So I I think I scan when I when I read and I see uh, a comma and I think okay, so this is how I can also use the comma. This is just an example. 
but activate your radar and see how articles, in your case, are used in context when you're reading. That's why reading is important if you want to become a writer, if you want to become, if you want to improve your writing and if you want to write better. And then you say, I think my issue with writing comes down to my issue with thinking. Interesting. That is, my thinking is not clear. I am not sure if it's something that I could uh, if I, I could help with I could get help with through this platform. Okay, this platform you mean my newsletter. My newsletter is um, I'm planning to change what I send out in my newsletter because uh, right now I've been sending I've been sending um, like short emails. I really love short emails. But I just send some, um, like um, a roundup summary of what I wrote during the week. I'm planning to change things a little bit because I want to help people with writing. I feel I am most qualified and experienced and passionate about um, the writing about writing. Okay, more than speaking, more than the other English skills. I want to really um, understand what problems people have, non-native English writers have, and uh, help you with that. So um, I'm concentrating on this. And when you say, I think my issue with writing comes down to my issue with thinking, hmm, it's a very interesting point because I don't remember where I read it. I think it was on a book called On Writing Well. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Basically, clear writing, he says, the author says, clear writing is clear thinking. So if you don't know what you want to say, it's very hard to write it. If you don't know what message you want to give, it's very hard to convey that message in the best possible way. Because you don't know what you're, what you're talking about, right? So, how can you get clear on what, on, on what you want to say? One strategy that I use is this. When I'm not sure about an idea, an opinion, um, when I want to form some sort of uh, argument around a topic, but I'm not sure, I start writing. I have a Google document, it's, it's called My Journal, and I start writing, just typing, just type away, free writing. This is also an activity that can help you improve your writing. Free writing. So you just, you, you don't worry about pronunciation, um, punctuation, you don't worry about anything, grammar, doesn't matter. You just keep writing and you see where that, that takes you, okay? If it takes you to a place of clarity, well, that's something, that's, that's something that you, you want, okay? That's why writing is helpful to think and this is why I write, basically, this is why I have a blog. And um, 
On the other hand, if you see that that free writing activity, you do it for 15 minutes, you know, you just vomit everything on the page. If that takes you nowhere, well, maybe it's not uh, it's not the right time to write about that topic because you're still not sure. I have topics that I'm still, you know, I have half ideas, half formed ideas. Um, I can write about that. I can write about why I'm not clear on this, on this idea or that idea. So, um, yeah. So I think my issue with writing comes down to issue with thinking. Well, yo, um, write. Write about what you're not clear about. And probably, I, I, I think you will get clarity after that. All right, then, uh, okay, we've got the last one. Diana, or Diana. Hi, Diana. Uh, you write daily. You write work emails, personal stories. And uh, you say, when I ask you, when I ask uh, what challenges do you face when you write, you say, I actually prefer to write emails in English because I think... It has a simple, simpler structure and a better way of conveying messages. Okay, Diana is uh, Diana is Italian. Uh, definitely, I agree. Um, when you write in, when I write in Italian, which doesn't happen very often, I only write work emails in Italian, and that's it. Um, I find that the Italian language is is wordy. So we use a lot of words, a lot of lot of lot of words. It's a, it's a very good language. I mean, it's one of the most um, appreciated languages um, in the world. It's romantic. It sounds cool. I like my language. Uh, but uh, I agree that English is more to the point, more direct. Um, so, yeah. I also use it for my personal to-do list, messages, and thoughts. Cool. In that case, I only switch to my own language, Italian or Spanish, when there is a better expression or word to express the concept. Yeah. So, when um, there are words in English that doesn't exist, that don't exist in Italian, there are words in Italian that don't exist in English uh, and in so many other languages. So, first you have the idea, then language comes to help you with to express that idea. Um, maybe you you don't have you have the idea, but in the language there is no word or expression to express that idea. So you need to switch language. I agree. Very interesting point. And then. Um, Okay, uh, you say that probably you would you would need to get help with linkers and fixed sentences, like you say, uh, as a matter of fact, it goes without saying, so these little chunks. Um, again, to improve your vocabulary, your repertoire of expressions, reading, um, also... I keep saying reading because reading is what helped me. It's what really I really found useful and helpful. But also writing, reading and writing, 
because the more you write, the more you realize there are things that you don't know, the more research, like Tanya does, uh, the more research you have to do, and the more you improve your writing. There's no, no secret here. Plus, now we've got ChatGPT. So, it's never been easier to improve your writing. Okay, and, uh, okay, I wanted to tell you one last thing about linkers, because I wrote a blog post about linkers. I, um, I've noticed over the years as a teacher, and also I've noticed it on myself, that non-English speaking, non-native English speaking writers, they tend to use these linkers at the beginning of every single sentence. So every sentence starts with, therefore, in addition, um, uh, as a result, nevertheless, uh, all these linkers that you've been you know, I, I'm sure that you, if you took some language classes, they told you to use the linkers to to connect your sentences. But they make your writings, unless you're writing something for an academic paper, you know, for a piece of research. But these linkers are so clunky, so they slow everything down. They're not, most of the time, if you're writing, sorry, if you're writing an informal blog post, you don't need them. You, you just need so, and, and, but. That's it. Okay. So, there's a post. There's a, it, it was a very popular blog post that I, that I wrote on Medium. Uh was viewed more than, I think, more than 5,000 times. I will link it in the, in the show notes or in the description of this, of this uh, video. Um, what else? Well, that's it, I guess, for now. Did I answer all the questions? Leon, okay. Uh, so, if you have any questions about writing, about how to improve, about anything, really, that you want to ask me, there's a, a link in the show notes with a, with a form, with a form, link to a form, uh, where you can ask me questions and uh, I'll be happy to help you with more podcasts, video, blog posts. Um, so let me know. Let me know. I hope this is helpful. I hope this is helpful. Um, and I hope that you will keep writing, but not just writing. I hope that you will keep, that you will start, if you haven't started yet, start publishing. Publish something for the world. Put your ideas into the world. Put your opinions into the world. That's a great idea to connect. If you talk about the things that you love, this is something that I've noticed, something that I experienced, that if you talk about the things that you love, you will attract people who love the same things. Right? I love this. I think I read it in a, in a book. It was uh, Show Your Work, Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. That's what he said. Talk about the things you love, you will attract the people that love the same things. And I'm talking about writing here today, because I love writing. And if you like writing, 
I hope this will attract you, attract you to me. I don't know if this is English, but thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, let me know. Let me know in the um, in the show notes, in the comments, in the form um, how I can help you or if you have any questions about the writing process. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.